This is the Rich Eisen Show. Let me tell you one thing. The Cowboys won today. Dak Prescott is worth every penny. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Noticed on your Instagram account, at MichaelIrvin88, uh, you attended a Mavs Clippers game with Zeke and Dak. How is Dak? Dak is back. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. 12-year NBA veteran, Rex Chapman. Padre shortstop, Jake Cronenworth. Plus, actress Emmanuel Shrieky, your phone calls, and more. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're live here in Los Angeles, California, where we've got our Western Conference Finals going on. Um, and uh, and good to see you over there, Chris Brockman. How are you over there, Rich, sir? Rich, having a man? Mr. Feller in for Del Tufo hey. that's doing something somewhere. Good to see you. <laughs> How are you? How do you guys laugh about that? I honestly don't know. Hey, I got I got something to do. I'm like, go, go for it. He's on his boat. He's on a boat. Wonderful. TJ Jefferson, <laughs> good to see you here on this Friday hey, uh, um, in, 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 in June. The Clippers and, want to smoke, Rich. That's well, all I'm saying. Uh, here's, we, you we know what? I, I, here, the, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know what to make of Listen, you, I heard you just say what, you, what I'm thinking. I don't know what to make of any of this anymore. I don't either. I have no idea what to make of it. It was a weird game last night. Weird flow. I don't know if it was the early start. It was 6 p.m. in Los Angeles yesterday, which is a weird time for a game to start. Uh, Booker's got a mask on. Chris Paul hasn't played in two weeks. And then like, the question was, is, it's like, you know, and, and, did Paul, was he vaccinated or not? I mean, did right. he get it and have symptoms or not? Did he did he have a close contact or not? Like, what the hell was that all about? Yeah. And, I, I you know, I know everybody's health is their own private matter, but it kind of is something that we want. You know, and, and, and then he misses the first two games of the series and they win both of them. Then he returns and they lose it. (laughs) Right, right, right. And there's no LeBron and there's no Steph Curry and there's no Kevin Durant and there's no Kyrie Irving and there's no James Harden and and anybody can win it. I mean, anybody can win it. I know you kind of poo-pooed me saying the Hawks don't have a shot. You think they're fourth on the list of the four remaining teams. I think I'm going mean, to basically shrug emoji. These are the shrug emoji NBA playoffs. I have yeah. no idea. Absolutely, the Clippers um, can win it all. Why the hell not? I mean, can you, you, you can't sharpie their game four win, but this is what they do. They fall down in an 0-2 hole, and then they come out of it. Third straight series in which they've won a game three in which they lost games one and two. And each of the times that they won game three, they went on to win game four. And we know that they traded wins and losses on each other's courts in the Dallas first round series. But the uh, Clippers won four straight after losing the first two against the Jazz. Game four is Saturday night right here in Los Angeles. And, you know, how will Paul George handle the adversity? of missing two free throws in, in Phoenix in Game 2. How does 27 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists, game-high 43 minutes, missing only one of seven free throws from the free throw line? How does that sound? Good bounce back. Tell me how that tastes, <laughs> to use a, uh, a Los Angeles phrase. Nice. You know, how about that? Reggie Jackson Tossing in 23 of his own. Zubach with a double-double. Career-high 16 rebounds, 15 and 16 for him. Terrence Mann scoring four straight buckets in a 21-3 run that leaves the Clippers up big in the third quarter, and they didn't look back. 
Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Zubots. Shaq Zubots. Yeah. Shaq <laughs> And, you know, and then uh, shrug emoji. <laughs> What's Kawhi doing in a in a in a in a luxury box like he's the owner of the Clippers? Now, is this a big deal to you? He tweeted it out last night and it kind of it is don't you think board man on the bench can give uh, me... We, we have our uh, theories on this. Yeah, we were talking well, about that this morning. Like, but what's he going to do? He doesn't talk much anyway. Is he going to coach on. the guys you up? See, he doesn't during... talk much to us. You don't know what he's like with his teammates. It doesn't look come like on. he says much during games. I don't know. But is it a health thing? Are they worried that he might be walking around and get banged by someone or run into? Could be or... that. Yeah, I mean... Like Larry David extending his legs? Yeah. Does yeah. he just want to sit there and watch the game with his family? <laughs> I mean, but that did also, happen in Staples, too. And also, way. we talked about this. Like, Patrick Beverly, that can never be him up in the suite. He's too demonstrative. He's always talking to, like, when he's hurt... He's trying to help. Kawhi, I just don't think that's him. And apparently it's not the first time it's happened. And the way I take it so, is that that looks yeah. like a guy who's done for the year. You know, let's just. That's and, what it kind of looks what, like. And what, yeah. what, what point is it to basically say he's done for the year? Keep the Suns guessing. What, honestly. Yeah. What, what not like the Suns are going to be disrupted in their preparation. Right. But just the, it, leaving it in the opponent's mind's eye is helpful, one would think. That's what I thought. But don't, I, I don't know. Is Kawhi, like, don't you think he can add some two cents in a huddle, in I, something? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. I don't but know. Look, apparently, obviously, the team was okay with it. Yeah. The organization well, I mean, was fine with it. So, I mean, the you know. team's okay with the organization. If, if Kawhi's like, hey, I'm going to go into the luxury suite that I yeah, probably yeah, have. We, we're okay with it. Of course they're okay with it. <laughs> Here's what we need. You for, know, what, what else do you need, Kawhi? Do you, 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 you want that dessert cart coming around the third oh, quarter gosh, first? You, you get the dessert cart first. <laughs> you know, candy, you know from, about the Staples dessert cart. I know. You know what he probably would want? Candied apples because that's all he brought to he brought in a bag of apples allegedly here's what we need for game four we need Kawhi on the baseline next to Balmer let's go screaming and yelling no just sitting there so we can just get like the contrast of Balmer losing his mind and yeah. Kawhi just sitting there like hey I don't know I think my man that sits next to Balmer ain't trying to let that seat go <laughs> the same dudes next to him mm-hmm. Weird game, but hey, look, we got a series now, so that's fun. Yeah. I mean, let's be very honest about something. And I know it's going to sound like I'm a Clipper fan, but if you really look at this, having to play game one 36 hours after when the Bucks got three days rest and losing game two on that value, the Clippers could pack it in. Well, pack it in, or they could be up 3-0 right now. Well, I mean, you could make that case, too, uh, in the fact that the first two games – the Suns won by a combined seven points. I know how tight it was and how close it was, but hey, look. Plus, you know, I, I, I guess the Clippers need to be hit in the mouth first. That's just that's fine. They got out of that hole against Dallas, and they got out of that hole against the Jazz. And you could make the case that if you keep doing that, you're playing with fire. But I think everybody's even, honestly. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I know. Again, you looked at me like I was crazy yesterday about Atlanta. Why the hell not them? They're there. Why the hell not? I mean, we'll find out Monday. I mean, game two tonight in Milwaukee, obviously it's a must win for the Bucks. They've got to protect the home court. they got to get a split now. I would think so. I don't think anything's must win anymore in these playoffs. I mean, honestly, anything can happen. Unless you're down. You, you know, know what I smell? Three. I smell like somebody being down 3-1, and it comes, which never happens, unless, of course, it involves the Clippers. But 
Any absolutely or the anything. Yankees Red Sox. Absolutely happens. anything can yeah. happen. Yeah. It's been amazing, man. It's it been truly fun. has it's been, been, it's been fun. It has been remarkable. And we're going to talk about it with Rex Chapman coming up in about 10 minutes' time. One of the things I want to talk about with Rex is Ben Simmons. We talked about this at the end of the show yesterday that uh, in Chicago, Woj reporting that the um, Sixers brass and Rich Paul of Clutch Sports hashing it out. Simmons hasn't demanded a trade, but as you know, Philadelphia fans have essentially demanded it. Uh, if, you're, if you're quiet, you can hear the chirping on WIP radio from here all the way in Los <laughs> Angeles. And, you know, um, why he, would Simmons be the one to ask for a trade? Like, I know that. You know, like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I had 19 points the entire series, so I'm going to ask for a trade. Like, I didn't dunk the ball when, when you know, TJ could have laid it up, but you no, know, I'm, I'm going to ask. For, come on. Yes, it is interesting framing by Woj in his tweet. <laughs> And in his story, t- and as the reporting, someone's telling him something, though. Well, they're like I said, I don't think it's a tenable relationship anymore. You know what t- team I think would would jump on Simmons, and, and none of us have mentioned it yet. And of course, this is all fantasy basketball. The Spurs. That's the one. Oh yeah, that's who you're going to say. I was going with that one. Hey, Rich. We're, don't the Spurs doesn't the, doesn't develop in synergy? Uh, well, I mean, that's why we're we're, <laughs> we're, we're here together. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like the Spurs. I, huh? I don't know. Like, don't you think this is a guy that Pop, Pop will take him? He'll play his defense. He'll figure Please. out a way to keep Simmons from being exposed in the manner in which he was just exposed. And right. and Duncan will take him aside and say, "Here's the 600 shots you need to take." Yeah. You know what I what mean? Better and, coach than Pop, right? And then Duncan, man. You know what I mean? Because yesterday, my thought was like, I'm making a list staff, of top-notch staff who we could get for him. And DeMar DeRozan was a guy. I'm like, maybe we could trade him for DeMar DeRozan. That's just why I said the Spurs. But I don't know. The Spurs. Just, and, and you know, Kawhi did well there. Duncan did well there. It's quiet there. It's really quiet. There. Yeah. The Riverwalk isn't, but the rest of that's pretty damn quiet. And I don't know. That's just the spot where it just leapt out at me and uh, it's not like the NFL but it is similar in the fact you get him out of your conference you only see him twice a year once in your building and that's the end of that I don't know I just kind of threw that one out there but I I I would say dollars to the old donuts that we're not going to see Simmons play another game for the Philadelphia 76ers I would bet on that one we're also going to talk about this uh this series and the resumption of the Eastern Conference Finals tonight with Mark Jones. <laughs> he will be joining nice. us. I have not spoken to Mark Jones. I didn't speak to him very much when I was at I was going to say, what was your either. interaction there? Not much, because I think the NBA Today that he was the host of and shooting free throws doing, you know, when he was at the end of the show and he at the lights would dim and he would shoot his free throw. And... um if I'm not mistaken, that was at like five in the afternoon. I think that was before Roy Firestone's up close. Up close, love that. I used to love and, that and I, I think it preceded the the Roy Firestone up close, and um, I didn't get to work sometimes till six o'clock at night. And Mark got there in '90, which predated my tenure there by six years. I don't know how many conversations I literally I had with him in the hallways ever, but. Uh, I'd love the way that he calls basketball games for ESPN. And 
the stories that I'm I cannot wait to hear from him because you know he called a ton of games before he did college. Uh, Bill Walton did NBA games. Wow! So he's got Bill Walton stories, Hubie Brown stories, Doris Burke stories. Is he calling games with her right now? That's awesome. And then he's had a front row seat to all the NBA contests going on this year. I mean, this is, and I, I you know, I, I I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm enjoying the wide open. Anything can happen as long as it doesn't take a half an hour to finish ninety seconds. <laughs> I'm I'm in. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm in. Also on this program, um, which, uh, on our rundown today, is the NFL yesterday. We did not hit this. Um, the NFL yesterday announced that they're going to have alternate helmets allowed. and Starting in 2022. Yes, they're going to allow alternate helmets, which the first thing I thought of was Pat the Patriot. Pat Get the ready Patriot. for that. Those are the best ones. Um, also, the uh, swashbuckler. With the knife in his mouth for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they can go full popsicle. Uh, creamsicle. Creamsicle, right? And Brady, uh, I can't wait to see what a 45-year-old man looks in that. <laughs> um, but we, we've come up with some that we don't want to see recycled. Oh, okay, great. We're going the other way. You know, normally we're a glass-half-full yeah, yeah, program. This is a good way to go. I like it. Also, uh, tonight could be the uh, closing of uh, an old-school barn. In the NHL. And congratulations to the fans of the Montreal Canadiens, Les Habitants, are back in the Stanley Cup Finals. By the way, it's NBA Final, Stanley Cup Finals. Oh, no, you other way around. No, it's the Stanley Cup Finals. I'm seeing that. It's the other way around? You sure about that? Yeah, Stanley Cup Final. Oh. NBA Finals. Okay. Well, anyway, long story short, the uh, Montreal Canadiens back in the uh, Stanley Cup Final. Stanley Cup Final. And, um... Uh, that brings to mind some memories of the Nassau Coliseum that could close down tonight. The Tampa Bay Lightning beat the uh, Islanders in an Eastern Conference final game seven. And I can't wait to tell some stories about that. And then TJ Jefferson, you sent an email around to everybody. Hey, if you want to have a conversation uh, this day in TJ Jefferson history, NBA history, and pop culture history. Yeah. King of pop culture history. Yeah. That's going to be coming up later on in this program. And the phone lines are already lit. We always appreciate people who are either watching us on NBC Sports on Peacock, which, by the way, you can get at PeacockTV.com to see us. Certainly since we're going to be talking about segments about uh, old school NFL helmets that we don't want to see anymore. Um, you can also listen to us on NBC Sports Audio Channel 211. Uh, NBC Sports on Peacock, and then that serious station. We follow Dan Patrick every day. Stream for free on Odyssey. That's good times. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Rich Eisen Show. And TikTok now, at The Rich Eisen Show, which we have to change <laughs> for various change reasons, it. for two reasons. One, we want to be um, consistent. At Rich Eisen Show is what we are on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And I cannot have anything that I do. As the Rich Eisen show, we cannot do that. that. How did you not think about that? And just in case you need to know this sort of uh, sensibility Uh, that I have, if you're somehow new to this program, (laughs) the San Diego Padre that we're having on today is not Fernando Tatis Jr. and not Manny Machado. It's the man who hits in between those two (laughs) from the University of Michigan, Jake Cronenworth, who is hitting the cover off the baseball. 
And Del Tufo, you could hear his disappointment now <laughs> that he is not here on the day that the lovely and talented uh, and one of the stars of Lionsgate's Die in a Gunfight, Emmanuel Shariki, will join us in hour number three. Yes, indeed. Rex Chapman, Mark Jones, Jake Cronenworth, Emmanuel Shariki, and you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. The one and only Rex Chapman, Mr. Block or Charge himself, joins us next to talk about these NBA playoffs on The Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. What is going on with you, Jim Brockmeyer and Brett Musburger? This is my Musburger face. <laughs> you know, you can't put that to bed, Rich Eyes. You know why you can't put it to bed? Okay. Because he's a punk. That's why. <laughs> Brett Mus Mus Musburger is a P-U-N-K punk. The man is a thief. Okay? Brett Musburger is a thief. How so? Stole my line. What line was that? This is for all the Tostitos. Remember that? This is for all the Tostitos. Remember when he said that? Everybody in the business, no, it's not funny. Everybody in the business knows that was my line. But he went ahead and used, that's what I always yell when I climax inside of a woman. <laughs> or, or when I'm just, when I climax all by myself. Musburger knew that was my line. He used it anyway at the BCS title game. And ever since then, now I have to yell out, uh, ruffles have ridges. And it's not... <laughs> It's not the same thing. So verdict? What's the verdict of all that? What's, what did you take from that? He's a punk. Musburger's a punk. That's right. Here is Brent Musburger. How are you, Brent? Hey, Rich. Rich, I'm great. Listen, uh, you guys, you and the producers, you deserve 
Oh, man, a pat on the back. I'm so proud of you guys for trying to help resurrect little Jimmy Brickmeyer's career. We all know the problems. We all know the problems that he had in the past. But I, mm-hmm. if, if anybody if anybody can help Brickmeyer, it's you, Rich. Yeah, well, he says that you stole all the Tostitos from him, Brent. Is that is that true, or what do you know? Back no, I got paid. I got paid by a company <laughs> to drop the name. I got three Tostitos for a week. What are you talking about? Okay. What's he talking about? You okay. know? All right. uh, the man's delusional. We, we we know he's got mental problems to break down, you know? It's really interesting yeah, because as we started these sin here in Las Vegas, and uh, you know, Brickmeyer was having trouble getting a job. So, so he, he yeah. called our executives and... You know, I got to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Don't don't tell anybody. This, okay. But we always we always talk to prospective announcers just to get an idea. Do they really know anything about sports gambling, or are they just pretending? And I, I got to tell you, a general manager he interviewed Brick Meyer and <laughs> asked him about uh, uh, a three team parlay, and and our and our boy Jimmy. He thought that that was two hookers with him in a Morristown hotel room. <laughs> you, know? you know, Jesus, we would have loved to help him out, but uh, wow, but we just can't. I wish him the best. He's so delusional. And uh, listen, let him go at it. For all the Tostitos, baby. <laughs> then we got Costas to mediate the dispute. Go to our YouTube page for all of that. Oh, man. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We'll take your phone calls in a moment. But he's one of my favorite people I've gotten to meet. And we met through Twitter. So Twitter's not a terrible disaster pit of misery and a cesspool. It is uh, filled with nice things, too, especially when it's tweeted out by this guy who I love is Rex Chapman back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Rex? Hello, Rich. How are you, buddy? I am better for talking to you. Uh, Happy Friday. Yeah, same to you. And sometimes, you know, uh, we get lucky when we uh, book somebody like yourself. And it seems like breaking news going on on the Worldwide Leader in Sports right now. Looks like the Mavericks are finalizing a deal to make Jason Kidd their next head coach. What do you think about all that? I love it. That's my dude. I know. Jay Kidd. I know. Uh, Looks like uh, it. I, I was never as good a player before or after playing with Jason Kidd. No kidding. He was he made me so much better. He made everybody so much better. Uh just an amazing player. I'm really pumped for Jay if this is uh actually if this is actually true. Uh he's uh you know, he, he had a couple of opportunities right out of playing and they went so so and he went and he sat on the bench as an assistant for a couple years in LA and I'm fired up for Jason Kidd, um, and I think he'll do a terrific job. What do you think, um, you know, obviously he knows the owner, he knows the territory, he knows the the place and franchise. What do you think he could do if this is, in fact, going to happen? How, how can he be the, the, the Luca whisperer? What do you think? How might uh, that work? My my guess is that, you know, Luca probably had a little input. Uh, that They weren't yeah. going to hire anybody without checking with Luca, I would assume. Um, so, and I, and Jason is a, he's a terrific communicator. Um, you know, he, (laughs) Luca, his vision. So I know that Jason's going to be able, he'll be on the same wavelength with him. I think it'll be a really good match. You know, they've got some personnel stuff that they have to shore up. 
But uh, getting Jason, because I, I, I think it's a, a terrific deal for them, because if not, he's going to be coaching one of these other openings. Rex Chapman here on the Rich Eisen Show. I did hear you on DP show earlier this week, right here on NBC yeah. Sports on Peacock, talking about Kid, uh, mentioning him when the subject of Ben Simmons came up. Yeah, and and uh, I I would love to give you the floor on this certainly since Kid is in the headlines right now, and and so is Simmons um, about about yeah. Kid's experience and how maybe Simmons can learn from it. Yeah, you know um, when I watch Ben Simmons play, I, he's getting a lot of slander right now. And look, I get it. He's a he's a pro being paid a lot of money to to play basketball. He's never been a scorer. For us to think that he's just going to become a scorer overnight is outrageous. I think I'm not sure that he and Joel can will ultimately work together, only because they're both so young. They need, like uh, for instance, uh, we played with Jason in Phoenix. We had a veteran team: myself, Kevin Johnson, Jason Kidd, Danny Manning, Cliff Robinson. And when we first got Jason, Jason, the knock on him was that he couldn't shoot. Um, you know, they called him Asin because he didn't have a J. <laughs> uh, so we, when Jason would, uh, when I'd come off a screen, I'd have Jason's man and my man right in my lap. And, you know, I'd be like, Jay, you've got to shoot it. Make her miss. You've got to shoot it. And so we kind of coached him up through that. And then he started making shots. And if I'm not mistaken, he's like one of the top three or four made three-point shooters in history now. So it's going to take some time for Ben. I hope that he's able to kind of get over this because you can tell it's messing with his head. He's a fantastic player. He doesn't have any other holes in his game, but this is something he's going to have to tackle head on. How did Kid do it? Did you have a front row work. seat to watch it? Work. What do you yeah, mean? Work. Reps. 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 You know, Jay, Jay at every level, high school, college, he he didn't have to shoot. He was so fast. He'd just get to the basket anytime he wanted to. And, um, you know, Rondo, when Rajon came in, much the same. It took time. It's going to take time for Ben. But I know the thing I don't know is if Ben is really, really being diligent about it. Jason was, and Rajon was, um, and that means thousands of shots in the summer, you know, hundreds a day. And that, that's what it reps, man. Reps, you know. Just keep working on. You know, Doc. I mean, you know, Doc knows this. He knows this. So, yeah. how, how, what do you, what do you think it is? Do you think he needs it's to, if you will get through to him, or uh, or or that a change of venue is what really might be necessary, and what appears to be taking place based on Woj's reporting that at the combine, uh, Sixers brass and Rich Paul of Clutcher are, are chit chatting uh, mm-hmm. about this subject right now. Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm sure that he's going to be talked about in trade discussions this summer. Um, but, man, I just don't know. He's so young, so gifted. Um, I, I don't know that I could give up on him that uh, that quickly. And it'll be interesting to see what kind of market is out there for him. Well, I think there's going to be one, right? I mean, like, who do you think would – where do you think a good fit might be if we just extrapolate this out to the summer, Man, Rex? Do I don't think? know. you got to put him with shooters. You, I mean, you have to have, you know, a, a team full of shooters. Um, can you imagine him on the bucks? 
<laughs> I'm sure the Bucks could, but and and the Blazers too, right? Right. What about Portland? Right. Like, I mean, you got Lillard, you got McCollum, you got the rest of that team shooting. Like, yeah, but you got to give up somebody to get him. Who no do you give question. up? I know. I don't think it. I I know we are just playing fantasy basketball right, right now, right? Right. But right. um, and you'd have to go to a place where he's not hearing it from the crowd. That's why I think he's got to go. Philadelphia about, is just the Philadelphia what fans. About Dallas. Maybe so. What Porzingis? You want to send the yeah. un, the old the old uh, unicorn there's back the, to that division? There's no way that you could trade Simmons for Porzingis. No way. I mean, no, that doesn't work. Porzingis <laughs> is not that player. Not that kind of player. I know. Right. It just. I. I just trying to. I know that the Dallas is rumored to be wanting to maybe get out of all of that. It's just. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> I know, right? Rex Chapman here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's just uh, remove the fact that the Hawks are up one games to none and that the Suns are up two games to one right now. Mm-hmm. Rank rank the four remaining teams with the best chance to win, do you think, in the, to win it all, Rex? Suns, Bucks, Hawks, Clips. Clips are last, huh? Because Kawhi's last. hurt or what? Yes, yeah. I was at game one. No, one and two in Phoenix. No, just one. Just two, sorry. And um, the Kawhi thing, I mean, <laughs> Kawhi is a top five player in the game. Maybe top two. I mean, he's so good. And removing him, and obviously he's badly hurt or too bad to, to play in this series because he definitely would have come back last night, right? Um, so, I they're just not the same. Paul has to carry a heavy, heavy load. And then they've got to get guys who last night did, guys like Patrick Beverly, you know, making jump shots. They've got to slap two or three in a night, and that's not what Pat Bev does. He's a terrific player, but they're just limited, you know. And the other thing where the place that they're limited is they have no rim protection. I like Zubat. He plays really hard, but Phoenix just plays over the top of him. They'd come off pick and rolls and just throw it to the rim and play over the top. And that's something right now that the Clips can't do. They don't have really anybody but Paul to attack the rack like that. Um, so, I, yeah, I think that uh, I think they're in trouble. Why do, I kind of hope they're in trouble. I know because I, 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 know, I know you're a Suns guy. <laughs> so um, is that why you put the Suns one? Is that heart and head together? Or you just don't like what you see out of the Bucks and Hawks or what? What do you got for me there, Richard? Well, I was I saw the Bucks play the Brooklyn last week, and mm-hmm. I just think that they're flawed. I, I, I love Chris Middleton, I love Drew Holiday, but I think that Giannis is so ball dominant. You know, they don't even pick him up. People pick him up in the paint. They don't even go out and honor him at at the top of the key, much less the three point line. Um, and also sitting sitting courtside, seeing those guys sitting courtside and watching Phoenix play. Phoenix with Chris Paul, in my opinion, is the most complete team left. They they have size, they have veterans, they have youth. They share the ball. I mean, you, you, the ball just moves. Um, they share the ball like a college team. And they love their coach, man. They love Monty Williams. That guy's come in there and, you know, you hear about culture change all the time. Well, yep, he did it. And those guys love him. They'll do anything for him, and it's a dangerous team. How about that Valley Oop, man? What was that like right. to see in person? What was Unreal. that like? Unreal. I mean, 
that's the thing about going live sports, man. Just going. Mm-hmm. I've been in, you know, I've seen thousands of games, played in many, many. And still, the other night, an ending we've never seen before. <laughs> that we've never seen before. I mean, just art. It was, And then I caught myself several times during the game looking around in that arena and just going, man. Yep. People. This time last year, mm-hmm. nothing. We, we all missed this. I mean, and it's just, you know, it's community. Man, it was fun. Just really fun. Uh, but that play was unbelievable. What a pass. Right. I don't know if you know this. Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. Jay Crowder's dad, Corey Crowder, played for my dad, Wayne Chapman, at Kentucky Westland College. <laughs> and uh, Small so I got to watch Corey play a little bit in college. Where he's a little younger. Yes. But what a, he was a Division II player of the year twice. And they won a title, and he was a really good D two player, really good. Well, played that, for the Jazz, played for the Jazz for about a year. That finish, Rex. You know that finish from everything from the the play call, Monty Williams, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, the pass where yeah. Crowder had to, you know, had to loop it over the backboard, pretty yeah. much, or avoid the backboard, get it in the vicinity of the rim for Aiton to not catch and jam, but just basically touch. A jam, yeah, yeah, and then but but the ultimate was the the screen on Zubach by a guy who had a broken nose in three places, right? You know, Which you know, Devin Booker. The reason that play works is because they think Devin may just come right off of there, right. and catch and shoot. And it was it was a great pick, great pass. I think I love what I loved most about it was I saw a couple angles of Jay standing out of bounds and just you know perfect. He. Let the play develop. He's looking one way, and then boom, throws it completely the other way, and it's game over. Just beautiful. I do have to, you know, uh, I guess is a phrase for it, stand for the Clippers and say that, you know, replay gave Monty Williams a timeout to draw that thing Ooh. up for everybody. I mean, that that finish too. What was that like in the building? Half an hour for ninety seconds to finish. It, you know, Rex? at one at a couple points, you know, fans started grumbling yeah. and all that stuff, but it was just. It was so, it was so enthralling. I'm not sure, you know. People were into it, and I, I gotta say too, Pat Beverly, that dude, he he should get paid extra for being just that villain in every movie because he plays a great bad guy. You would hate playing against him. You would hate watching him. Phoenix, every building can't stand him, and he relishes that. He relish. It's funny to watch him. It's just it's it's comedy. It's entertainment the whole time. Just watching Patrick Beverly. You didn't li- you you didn't like that role, Rex? Being uh, man, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, what's the what's the uh, the quietest you shut up in arena, hmm. Rex Chapman? Ooh, wow. I don't know. Uh, College or pro, where you took a shot and. And, uh, and and you, it was game over. Yeah, and and when was the when did you ever shimmy before taking a shot? As well, <laughs> that was the other thing. That that is kind of different now. Every time <laughs> you you do something, now you're supposed to have a little thing that you do, right? I guess Trey Young's yeah. doing it. I mean, <laughs> but you know, the first person I think that I saw kind of mug for the camera that I can remember, mm-hmm. and it turned me off. And then we ended up being teammates, and I forgot all about it. Chris Weber, Fab Five. Yeah, yep. Like he would dunk it, and then he would like look at the camera and yeah, uh, yeah. What? That was a whole new thing. I was like, whoa, whoa. 
that's not part of the game, is it? <laughs> <laughs> and then he became your teammate, and it's like, yeah. keep doing it. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I started doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, when did you ever? Do you, do you have a good memory of shutting people up, like Tom? Uh, Tom ticking no, down. No, I mean I can remember some game winners and stuff, but I don't. No, I don't really remember the the you know the best. The best ones are just you know late games, uh, late games on a way on a way uh, at a way venue mm-hmm. where you know you just make a dagger in front of the bench. And they got to call a timeout. And the whole crowd's just cussing you out. It's beautiful. And then I guess, well, we're just before I let you go on the subject of Trey Young, I'm fascinated. I, yeah. I, I get fascinated by people who take, who hear uh, uh, opportunity knock and they don't just answer the door, they rip it off the hinges, you know? And yeah. and that's what he's doing right now. And I've, I believe, I believe that he can make a shot wherever, whenever he wants. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I know saying it's like Lillard or mm-hmm. curry is heresy when somebody's mm-hmm. just beginning to do it mm-hmm. but he also he's also dangerous in the paint so you know he can beat yeah. you off the dribble he can create and then when he's creating because of what he's doing uh, i think everybody else believes they can make their shot too uh, it's infectious and mm-hmm. i believe i'm wondering what you think about the hawks opportunity here i like the hawks i like i love nate of course uh, played against him forever you know what a great pro nate mcmillan uh, they've just got a young, you know, and they're missing, uh, you know, missing a small forward. They're, Trey Young, I, I, I kind of try to pride myself in knowing, on knowing players, going mm-hmm. watch players and being able to, to tell who can play. I couldn't stand Trey Young. I was glad he didn't come to Kentucky. And then I thought, oh, my God, I can't believe they're taking third in the draft. And I couldn't have been more wrong. Could not have been more wrong. I'm, I'm happy to say that I'm wrong because what a fantastic player. The the other thing I think that is discounted with him. Watch him sometimes. Just watch him when he's running without the ball. He's a great runner. He's really fast. He's faster than you think he is, and he covers. He's got a big long stride. Check Trey out. He yes, he's small and he plays kind of small because he doesn't attack the rim. But if he gets the other thing that goes without uh, that should be said he passes with both hands equally well i mean he'll come off a screen to his left and whip a hook pass from mm-hmm. you know one side of the court to the corner in the on the other side on the money just a beautiful player they're dangerous they're playing with a lot of confidence much like the Suns. so hey, i love how you keep bringing it back to that <laughs> what were why weren't you sold on trey young to begin with first blush i Rex? don't know i don't know um okay i I, historically, and the game has changed recently. For years and years, I didn't like, you know, I didn't particularly like scoring little guards. You know, I just thought, they, well, back in the day, they would just get taken advantage of defensively. You know, you had to find the right. It's different now. Little guards aren't posted up. You know, it's you can't touch and hold and grab like you used to be able to. Quickness rules, athleticism rules, and you've got all of that. So when you you said you used to not like scoring little guards, you didn't tell that to uh, Steph Curry, who was a guest on the Rex Chapman show, and Mr. Josh Hopkins, right? Well, he, he, he's now I'm talking little. He's six three. Okay. I mean, I mean now we're talking. You know, what's Trey? Six one. Uh-huh. Plays like five <laughs> ten. 
Well, my social media grandmaster TJ Jefferson posted after he torched his Sixers uh, that he looked like the Gerber baby. So, <laughs> he said that, he, that they lost Opie Cunningham, who's how he referred to Kevin Herter, putting a, p- a picture of Ron Howard up there next to the Opie Gerber baby, Cunningham. saying that he lost the Gerber baby and Opie Cunningham. Facts. You know, who's on charges? Who's on that? By the way, congrats on on the. Uh, on the the the, uh, the the charting yeah. of this podcast, it's one of the top right. sports podcasts out there. Charges, where you um, have a, a, a guest on to talk real life with. What do you? Who's next? Who do you have? Man, we just had. Uh, I just had. I don't know a lot about hockey, mm-hmm. but just had Chris Nyland on, uh, enforcer from back in the day with the Canadians. That was magnificent. Um, next week, yes, two parter. Oh. So, yeah. Okay. What do you We're going to do two weeks. Okay. I sat down for a couple of hours with yes. Stevie Jackson and Matt Barnes. Okay. And you so got all the smoke. Release, you got all the release, smoke. Well, we're going to release half the smoke. <laughs> and, and then the remainder of the smoke. Okay. So we're chopping <laughs> up the smoke. That's right. Okay. Very good. You didn't inhale is what you're saying in the first episode. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and you exhale. Uh, okay. Exhale. Very good. Um, so that's going to be. I'm telling you, Rich. They uh, there are three or four of the things that they said during this that my mouth just dropped to the floor. Okay, really good stuff. And then, uh, you know, who's coming shortly thereafter is Jason Williams, big Jason Williams. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, that will have you will have a lot to talk about with that, him, Rex. Yes, we will. Oh, yes, we will. So, it's all going good. Really, really fun, buddy. Thank Charges, you of course. Charges with Rex Chapman podcast, the Rex Chapman show at Josh Hopkins podcast, and of course, also at Rex Chapman. The uh, block of charges still going, and all the other beautiful videos that you spread for some good love, man. You're the best. Thanks for the call, Rex. Anytime, Rich. We'll do it again soon. soon. Whenever you want me. Right back yeah. at you. That's Rex Chapman right here on the Rich Eisen show. Love that guy, man. A lot of great stories. He's just got all sorts. And that of Jason Williams pod is going to be oh, something. Boy. Lots to talk about. Wow. Let's take a break. You mentioned hockey. We will turn our attention to the potential closing of a building on Long Island and the history that I have with that building. Long and we'll talk a little bit of pucks when we come back and your phone calls. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Has Coughlin ever been on Entourage? Did you no, try to get Coughlin cool. on? No, we, had, we did have Dicka. We had Barry Alvarez in terms of coaching. We never had Coughlin. Um, we were supposed to have... Eli, uh, the only giant we had, uh, Strahan was on. Strahan yeah. did come yeah. on and did a, a cameo. That was the only giant. There you go. There's your giant yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Did Bel- has Belichick ever been reached out to to be on Entourage? His son was hanging out on the set. Yeah. Do you remember that? I guess his son is good friends with Doug Allen. Okay. And he kind of, I don't know if it was like an intern kind of thing. I think yeah, he spent yeah. the summer where he, he spent some time on the set just kind of maybe shadowing Doug and, uh, and observing. I mean, we had Brady. And uh, Belichick, twice. yeah, we have we Brady have on twice. The, in the movies and on the show. Right. And you, Gronk's in the movie. Well, and Edelman. Edelman's in the movie, yes. Gronk's in the movie. Russell Wilson, we know, is in the movie yes. because uh, somebody broke a leg. <laughs> yeah. The right. pass heard around the world. Right. I mean, <laughs> what, t- walk me through that. What, what happened on that? The actual the, play? Yeah. What happened with Russell Wilson? You know, it, it was supposed to be, and, <clears throat> here, we're going to, there's a beach montage p- kind of party scene. And Doug was like, oh, we'll get a shot of Russell, you know, throwing you guys some passes. You guys will go one-on-one a little bit. And, mm-hmm. of course, we made the agreement, like, all right, let's go easy. Mm-hmm. But Connolly drilled me on the first take. I do a little five-yard <laughs> out, and he just pops me. And then we just went back and forth a couple of times. I think the actual play, you know, we post route, he caught it. I kind of wrapped him up, and I was – I think the play was stopping, and he tried to extend to break the plane. Sort of like Dez in, in, in Green Bay. Exactly, and, like, okay. left his feet. And I kind of slid down his body a little bit and I think my weight you snapped his leg yeah, yeah. you snapped Kevin Connolly's leg as he's trying to score on a Russell you Wilson like Lawrence Taylor on Theismann I still I still am not over it because we and everyone and oh, all the no. football players in the building you think someone would be like oh he broke his leg everyone's like ah oh, it's a high ankle sprain guy worked for like two more days did he finally got x-rays he, he walked broke around his on leg a broken leg doing scenes doing these walking talks tough kid tough yeah. kid so did, did, Iron Man. did the take it at least make the movie? Did it make the final cut? Is it in there? <laughs> I don't think it is. No. They got to put that in. I mean, That's come on. Outrage. Oh, I think the one of we him gotta... laying me out's in there. So uh... we have to unlock the picture right now. You know, we he played broke it his leg over and over again trying to figure out what happened. Is it, a brute and it was film? it was actually <laughs> tried to, it was pretty hard to watch, you know. That was a blast back in the day, man. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show for all of that. Kevin Connolly is going to be glued tonight to NBCSN, 8 Eastern Time, or right here on Peacock. Right here on Peacock. Yep. Yeah, that's good stuff. That was fun. Manuel Shrieky on an hour number three of the program. You know. Del Tufo did tweet out that he's got a new idea for the first date. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad he's not here. He's not here. So I'm only talking about the guys who are here. <laughs> 
I don't have. <laughs> so you can't do rich. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. Hey, tonight on NBCSN at eight Eastern time, and also right here on Peacock coverage of the Stanley Cup playoff semifinals, Game Seven between the Islanders and the Lightning, and then the Stanley Cup final. Also, coverage available on Peacock. Go to peacocktv.com to get Peacock, and it is free to get Peacock. We're free every day right here on NBC Sports on Peacock. So if the Tampa Bay Lightning wins tonight, if they win tonight, that would mean the end of the building that opened up on Long Island in 1972. The great Nassau Coliseum, and I say great as a heavy lift, uh, because I'm from the city of New York, and I despised the Islanders. <laughs> um, but that building has a lot of history in it. And the history of the Islanders um, winning four straight Stanley Cups, one of the most memorable phrases, I think, in sports, um, that was right there in front of me every single day. And as a Ranger fan, I hated it. The drive for five. They won four straight Stanley Cups. And the drive for five, Mike Bossy. I will give him I will give him their props. Again, I again I was a Ranger fan with rooting for Barry Beck to shoot the damn puck and try and win for the first time in my lifetime and in the lifetime of so many people in the city of New York at that time. And then to see the Islanders win four in a row with Pot Van and Bossy and Billy Smith in the, between the pipes. He was a mean cur, <laughs> man. And uh, but he was he was incredible. Bobby Nystrom. Oh my gosh, Al Arbor on the bench, and that building out in Nassau Coliseum. Um, it can be closed up tonight, and some of the memories. But of course, if they win, uh, they move on um, and face the Canadiens. Who, by the way, before the Islanders won four in a row, Montreal won four in a row. Um, so I'm looking at Stanley Cup champions right now from 1976 to 1988. Yeah, it was the Islanders, the Canadians. Three and the, teams and won the, the championships. Right, the Edmonton Oilers ended the drive for five. Yeah. And the Islanders so the won Cana- four in a row yeah. after the Canadians. The won Canadians four won four in a row. Yep. The Islanders won four in a row. The Oilers went back to back. The Canadians won in '86, and then the Oilers won '87, '88. Ah, uh, yeah, man. Three teams in twelve seasons. And if the Islanders win, they they would host Game One of the Stanley Cup Final on Monday against Montreal, which, as we know here in Los Angeles, has not been back after they beat the Los Angeles Kings and checking Marty McSorley's stick. So um, my, however, history with Nassau Coliseum, February 25th, 1985. Were you born yet, Chris? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm born in 80. Okay. So you were, you were five years of age. Five years. I was a junior in high school. Okay. And... The number of my friends that made fun of me because my favorite band was Chicago. Uh, I wore out Chicago's greatest hits on uh, cassette tape. Wore it out. I just listened to it over and over and over again. You let your tape rock to your tape pop? But when I was in high school, Chicago became more of a soft rock band. You know, that was when Pete Cetera was singing songs about the glory of love and stuff like that, right? <laughs> 
and um, you know, you're a hard habit to break. And I was into that too. Addicted to you, baby. And Chicago was on tour. And I don't know how my memory gets fuzzy, but <laughs> I don't remember who else was with us. But there was a, a classmate of mine who I was, what's the word for it? Into. There you go. <laughs> and uh, I remember her name. Should okay. I say it here on Rich Eisen Show? Well, should, should I do it? Dangerous. Why is it dangerous? My wife's on a plane. Oh, well, so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> go for it. Did I say that? <laughs> no, but it's also we were just, I'm a happily married man. We were just know. making sure, Rich. We were just I'm making just, sure. This is high school. Looking What's the matter you. with you guys? Her name was Kristen Osdahl. I don't know where she is today. How do we spell her Google last name? Google alert. <laughs> I don't know where she is today, but she was also we about into to find out, Rich. She was also we into about to Chicago. Find out. I think I asked her to the concert. There were other people. I'm sure there were other people. Uh, you know. At the concert, sadly, yeah. Sadly, there is no way to uh, confirm it independently because the person who, who drove us there, may he rest in peace, was my dad. Oh, okay. And this was a time where, I mean, Long Island, to get to Long Island from Staten Island, you had to leave early and you were going to get home late. And this is also <laughs> way before, this is payphone era. This is when I was calling sports phone to find out the scores. Yeah. Did you need a passport? To get there, too. <laughs> crossing county lines, <laughs> you know, and um, my dad. So we he dropped he we drove and he dropped us off, and God bless him, he drove around the vicinity of uh, of Long Island, Nassau Coliseum, and just what time do you think the concert's going to end? I'll pick you up right here because you can't call a cell phone, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's just like he was going to be at the spot, and I don't know how long the concert was going to be. Oh Especially since I didn't know the opening act was a comedian. What? Yes, there was no warm-up band. It was a comic Who inside. Now I don't. That I do not remember oh, either. Man. Inside Nassau Coliseum. Nineteen eighty-five. February twenty-fifth, nineteen eighty-five. Yeah, it's my son's birthday. Yeah. Who knew? I was two months old. And uh, you were two months. Yep. And uh, my chances with Kristen lasted two seconds. <laughs> she wasn't feeling the power of she, love. She was, a, she was a hard habit to break. I had another question there, but I. <laughs> we'll save that for the break. <laughs> yep. Wow. What was your first concert? Do you remember? I do remember. Not, not a big concert person growing up. Uh, the New York State Fair in September of 1999. Right. I saw 98 Degrees. 98 Degrees. Opening, opening act, Britney Spears. Wow. Nice. She's in the news these days. She's in the news. How about you, TJ? For you remember Britney. your first concert? You know, I, I don't really remember the first concert. Because like Brockman, I'm not a, I love concerts, but somehow I... I'd never know they're going on until the day after. Yeah. But I remember maybe the best concert I ever saw, and this might shock you, was 92, 94, somewhere along there. I worked at Three River Stadium. Three at, River Stadium. Yeah. I, right by I, the confluence. Yes. I got, a, I got a security job for the Pirates that summer, so we got to work concerts. And I got to see Guns N' Roses and Metallica. Whoa. Oh, and wow. By it, the way, it was Manganello could have been there. In he Three could River have been State. there. <laughs> that sounds and, like that sounds like right up his yeah. alley. And Faith No More opened, and it might it might have been the great. I was I was in 
on. I'm supposed to be working, but I'm like, you know, 17, 18. I'm just watching Guns N' Roses and Metallica, the greatest concert I've ever seen. Wow. Shocker, I know. But 844-204-RICH, number to dial. I don't everybody tell us. We call in. Let's uh, stroll down concert memory lane. That'll be fun. Mark Jones, speaking of memory lane, an old colleague of mine from back in the day. He's still with ESPN. Let's talk more NBA playoffs with one of our... Uh, I enjoy his calls on ESPN. That's coming up in hour number two and more. How do we spell her name again? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Is it with a K? Yes. yes. Founder. Have you really? <laughs> no. <laughs> I shouldn't I shouldn't say it like that. Really? <laughs> I told you she was a hard habit to break. <laughs> I'm addicted to you, I can't baby. like one of those things again. Like I can't believe my dad drove us out there. And so he just sat around. I and think went, he did. Yeah, because you went. can't go back to Staten Island as the crow flies. It's a long way. And then you know when you're talking about going across the Verrazano Bridge and the Belt Parkway and all the way to right, Nassau right, County right. on Long Island, that is a long ass drive. Yeah, he didn't go home and come back. <laughs> you cannot go home and come back. No, you got to stay out there. So he probably what, went to the movies, maybe I have a bite no to I eat. no idea you what didn't he think did. think ask pop. What did you do this whole time? You never asked? No, cuz it was all about what I was trying like, to What he was you know. trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> And I do, rem- I do remember, like, wondering how, how b- the comedian was struggling. I mean, it was yeah. just, that's a struggle. So it's not like it was Dice Clay or something. No. That's who I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I was waiting no. Because like, oh, yesterday no. you mentioned Dice. That I was like, oh, this is Dice. Dice. No, that predates Dice. Dice was in 1985, I don't think. I don't was think he? So, so that's like was almost. Was he? You know, Fort Fairlane, that could have been his time. 85 was, I think, Dice's era, I think. Was it? I don't know. It kind of predates him, I Does think. Does it? Okay. You know, it's kind of like, you ever see Almost Famous? course so that's almost like uh francis mcnorman when she dropped uh, her son off at the concert don't do drugs <laughs> don't do drugs and she just drove around whistling when the show was over as penny yeah. lane was trying to you know get him to come hang out with them yeah but, i think 85 was before dice yeah, really i think i up. think it was yeah, yeah. but I, all i remember is just there was a lot of murmuring the lights were up inside the nassau coliseum they were and it was it was a it was a rough crowd. Everyone's just like we're like okay, let's get twenty five or six to four going here, man. And, <laughs> and, and it was um, Saturday in the Park is my favorite Chicago tune. That is just amazing. That's a perfect song. Fourth of July, man. Does anybody really know what time it? That's is? another one too. That was another one too. That's probably what my dad was wondering as he's just waiting for us to get home. It's probably we were after midnight. We got home. I remember that. What did we do before? Like, dude, isn't that amazing? Right. Look at Seinfeld. No cell phones in Seinfeld. If there were cell, if cell phones in Seinfeld, half the episodes wouldn't have happened. Leave a message at the tone.